It's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall. We're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the western suburbs erupt. If I see one bloke walk out of here, give the pat the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. They'll hang on the dogs. They are going to hang on. Mark this state down, Western Bulldogs fans. I've been wanting to say this for as long as I can remember. The Bulldogs go through to a grand final. Can you believe it? Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land, the House of Sin and Studios Stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Welcome to episode 12 of The Kennel Cough. My name's Caleb Scanlon. Joining me in the studio, as she does every week, is Neve Felton. Hello. We are... <laughs> pepped up. We just had our coffee and yep. we're excited for our 12th episode, even though the dogs got flogged on the weekend. Um, yeah, we've got a pretty stacked show. It's going to be good. It, I'm excited. It's you've, you've given this the title of the Zane Cordy episode, as it is number 12, and we try to find um, some people who wore 12 for the Bulldogs. <laughs> There's like none. No. Two Wallies, though, which I thought was interesting. So, yeah, um, I feel like Zane Cordy is probably the most prestigious number yeah. 12 at the Western Bulldogs. He's a premiership yeah. player. So. Exactly. Good on him. Uh, let's jump straight into the headlines because that's what we do at the start of every show. <laughs> First one is from Fox Sports and it was all about the record the Western Bulldogs would prefer not to have and that is, of course, alluding to the fact that the, if the dogs miss out on the finals, um, they would be, was it the first AFL club to win a premiership and then not make the finals two years in a row afterwards? Yeah, something like that. I think in this uh, this century. So Oh they oh yeah. So yeah, this century. Which is I mean, it's a young we're <laughs> only eighteen percent yeah. into the century. Um there's more likely that more clubs will do this, but yeah, not since Adelaide has slumped to thirteenth right. and eleventh off the back of their back to back uh <clears throat> ninety seven and then ninety eight premierships. Um but you know I mean they shouldn't have even won it in ninety seven, so Yeah, exactly. So cop that. <laughs> Um, next article was, well, less less of an article, but um, it was on uh, Talking Footy and it was all about, uh, well, it, we'll play we'll play the audio of what Brian Taylor had to say about um, yeah, where, where the, the dogs the, are with at. With the Western Bulldogs, they have squandered the opportunity to really lift the branding of the club and have a generation of success. That's what they've done to me. That, that has gone out the door. For whatever reason, however you want to market for whatever style or reason has happened, there have been many things reportedly happening in the club, mm. but they have now lost the opportunity. It's gone. That era that they hoped would be successful yeah, for a period of at least five yep. years Agreed. has dissipated. It is finished. Right up. Yeah, I don't really get what BT says because he's kind of talking about how we're, we've squandered the opportunity um, because the, like, the list obviously isn't going to be able to kind of have sustained success, but... What I think is interesting is that if you're looking at the list from um, the Premiership mm-hmm. and even the players who are on the list but maybe didn't play, they're a lot older. 
Yeah. Um, whereas now, with Morris being injured at the start of the year, Pickin being injured at the start of the year, Murphy and Boyd retired, the list looks a lot different and your average age is going to go way down. Your average games yeah. played are going to go way down. Because like, the next most senior player is Easton Wood. And although I think he's a really good captain, he actually hasn't played because he's been so injured. Yeah. He actually hasn't played that many games. Um, and, I mean, Ruffy had that season where he missed a lot of the back end as well. Um, things like that. Like, I think it makes sense what's happened. I mean, it sucks, but at the same time, it's not like we've squandered it because it's like, oh, okay, look how young our team is now. Like, coming yeah. through, we're going to be doing a similar thing. But- I, I, and I think, like, he almost contradicts himself in saying, like, oh, they've squandered their opportunity within five years. I think, honestly, like, we have got such a young list. In five Who's- years' time. Five years' time. Like, it's... Um, I would almost argue that it'd be less than five years' time, but I'm ever the optimist. But mm. I think, so what? Like, it, we are playing young players, and it's those young players that are going to take us to a premiership. I don't think yeah. they're ever going to get back to that that spot. Like, it's Yeah, that's a weird thing to say, because it is going to be different teams. Like, players who didn't play in the premiership, like, I don't know, like Ed Richards, he'll be 23, Bailey Williams will be 25. Like, that's the kind of, you know, they'll have a lot of experience that have played all these games, and they'll be able to... Like, come in and hopefully do something. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah, and Wayne Carey was like, oh, those players will never reach those heights again. And I was like, well, everyone's got a peak sometime. You know what I mean? At least they've got a peak. There's a lot of players, particularly for the Bulldogs, who never got to reach those heights full stop. Good point, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, like, given that Boyd's retired, like, Morris is, I think he's, like, the second or third. It's, like, him, Sean Burgoyne. And a couple others are like real old. Yeah, um, players Maybe like 35 that. Thirty-five now. I yeah, think thirty-five. He's now. just like old as hell for a footballer. Mm. So like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a weird thing to say. Like, all oh, those players will never reach those heights again. Um, when like a lot of them were young, but also at the same time, a lot of them weren't. Great. You know. Um, the next article generated a lot of discussion within the media and that was posted in the Herald Sun by Michael Warner and it was titled How the Western Bulldogs Saw Their Post-Premiership Slide Coming. Um, Talks a lot about how after the 2016 um, Korean final, they were identified that, you know, their list wasn't as good as, uh, or wasn't as strong as they thought it would be and, you know, Dogs football boss Chris Grant this week told the Herald Sun the potential for the side has been identified in a review conducted in the weeks after the flag. Um, we stripped it back and reviewed. Um, when we stripped it back and reviewed, we were under no illusions. We thought we've actually got some challenges in front of us. Everyone sort of blew up at this thinking like, oh, what an insult to the club. Yeah. I think it's great. I think they were honest with themselves, if that's if you could say that. Um, obviously, like they've got... They had Bob Murphy and Matthew Boyd, who were quite old, and they had a very young list. They played some really good footy in the back end, but um, as any club would do, they would have reviewed it and been like, okay, this is where we've got problems with the club. This is where we've got strengths at the club. I don't know. I think it was uh, a lot of um, media jumping on us and taking that out uh, out of context. Yeah, for sure. And, like, speaking of, they did, like, a whole segment of it on... My favourite Monday night program on the couch. Um, I actually missed it and had to rewatch it on Tuesday um, with my dinner. But reheated dinner, reheated on the couch. Yummy. I know, right? <laughs> I'm doing very well for myself. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I guess we'll just play 
the clip of what they, they said as well. very good over a two-year period. People have right. narrowed it down to yeah. four weeks. I think that's really disrespectful to them as a footy club. Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm Liam Pickin' and I'm sitting at home now not being able to play, I'm reading that from my football manager going, hang on, we had a two-year period. They the, And the reason people talk more about the four weeks is because they were injured, you know, that previous, and they had the bye, came back and had they did have foot. But, gee, I reckon they're being disrespectful to their reckon, own football club. I, I, reckon, I, I totally agree, Ruiz. I reckon it's a cop-out. What was the need to come out and reveal everything about what's going on behind closed doors from Chris Grant um, and for the rest of the football club. I just don't understand that one bit. I agree with you, Rosie. 2015, they were terrific in that yep. final against Adelaide. 2016, they slowed down the back end of the year because they had nearly half their team out with injuries. Yes. They got them back for finals. So just- I didn't mind that. I think it was nice. It was refreshing to hear Paul Ruse um, sort of defend the people that say, oh, the dogs only played four weeks of good footy. It is refreshing to remind myself that we had two years of stellar football. and um, But, like, I wouldn't... Like, at the end of 2016, we were definitely the seventh best side. Um, and we had so many injuries and things like that. And there was games, like, during 2015, 2016. And, like, watching... I When I watched the 2015 elimination final back, I was like, yeah, this was good. But it was just, like... A shootout? Yeah. It was exciting because it was high scoring and it was tight. It wasn't necessarily like an amazing game of football. And I think, like, I was, I think I said to you off air before as well, like, you can look at Brisbane and be like, oh, they're playing a really exciting brand of football. They've won one game for the whole season. Mm -hmm. So it's that sort of like, yes, they're playing good football, but are they a particularly good side? Like, the stats don't show it. And that was the same kind of with our two years is that we finished in elimination final territory because we weren't as good as the other sides. Yep. And I think it's stupid for people to kind of come at us and be like, oh, well, you know, you weren't the best side. But it's like, if we were just going to go by the best side, we wouldn't have finals. Exactly. Um, That's why we have a final system. So yeah, that- and we just got a really good run of games at the right time. Yep. And it was very exciting, and we won a flag from it. So that's really good. But And I, and I kind of get what Paul, Paul Ruse is saying, but at the same time, I think he kind of like twists it to be like, oh, no, well, they should have had more success than two years. But if you look, I think there's been, like, quite a bit of, like, list turnover from those games. Well, major list turnover, like Matthew Boyd, um, Bob Murphy, Morris missed out a lot of this season. Yeah. Um, Liam Pickens not playing this season. Like, it's a huge, a vastly different list than the one that we had in 2016. Yeah, exactly. And even, like, different players who were on the list but didn't play the final series, like, I mean, Bailey Dale's injured now, but he hasn't played finals. Bailey Williams hasn't played finals. And then, like, a lot of our new, yeah. like, Norton and Richards and, like, Lewis Young obviously haven't played finals. And um, there's a bit as well. I suppose we'll play one more. <laughs> this is great. Audio bit um, from On the Couch. I'll just let Jared Healy do the talking. Their main issue is that people haven't got better. And they've had some obvious injuries to Pickin and Dixon and Clay Smith and Libba. They're hard nuts. They've lost the hardness, Jared. All been injured. Yeah. And guys like Boyd hasn't got better. Uh, Daniel been in and out. Biggs can't get near the footy at the present time. Lin Jong hasn't gone on with it. Uh, Wallace, Dunkley, Fletcher Roberts, Lewis Young. There's so many kids that uh, really haven't taken the next step. Now, the question is, did they not handle the euphoria of the Premiership well? So yeah, speaking of um, if you did if you missed it, it was Lewis Young hasn't improved since 2016, which yeah. is which one stiff. taking offensive to obviously taking offence to obviously a friend of the pod <laughs> yeah. now, best friend, <laughs> um, and like I would argue that getting drafted 
at the end of 2016 um, and playing, I think it's nine games he's played so yep. far, um, is an improvement from 2016. So, like, Jared, just pull your head in, mate. But like, <laughs> do your research. Wallace, um, coming back from a broken leg, has he improved since 2016? I don't know, because he broke his leg in two places <laughs> in like a very graphic incident. I don't know if you remember. So he could probably walk now, so I'd say that's a slight improvement yeah, on 2016. Yeah, his leg is in, like, his bones are together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if Wallace hasn't improved, his bone density has. Mm. Um, so I thought that was a bit of a, like, he just kind of reeled off names. And he said Biggs couldn't get near the... I'm just... I just I'm very protective. Yeah. And he said Biggs couldn't get near the footy. I was like, look at his VFL stats, dude. Check the stats. He's, he's can't get enough of it in the VFL. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And another thing, like, during the show, Healy was like, oh, they're clearly in a rebuild phase two years after their flag. So it was like, if you isolate that sentence, like, they're clearly in a rebuild phase. I was like, yeah, sick. And then, like, two years after their flag, I was like, yeah, that's a... F- okay. Yeah. That's a fact. Shock horror. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought an interesting point, and I kind of touched it on touched on it earlier with mm. um, Gary Lyon. He was saying like last year, if you dare mentioned hangover, like Luke Beveridge would chase you down himself. He'd chase you down himself. Should we mention hangover just to get him on the show? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, now they're trying to tell us that they anticipated this challenge. So he's saying that there was like a lack of communication from what Bevo's messaging is to what Chris Grant's one. But I was like, that's this time last year. Mm. And, like, we were kind of petered off before the bye. And I remember we played Sydney after the bye up in the SCG. And it was like, oh, sick. Is this going to be another really sick SCG game? And it was when JJ got, like, bullied out of the game and, like, all that. And it was kind of like – and then we've just been, like, coasting from there. But, um, yeah, so this time last year it was like, oh, it's not a hangover. It's not a hangover. And he's like, and now they're saying this. But I think those two – like narratives can kind of coexist because what Chris Grant's saying is like after the premiership we looked at the list and we we're like oh Jesus look how many young players we have at the this time last year Matthew Boyd I don't think had gone down to the VFO just yet no um, Bob Murphy was playing Del Morris was playing Liam Picken was playing mm-hmm. um, obviously like Easton Wood as well I think he got injured towards the back end of the year yeah because um, he always gets um, yeah and like we almost played finals but we didn't quite yeah. And then, obviously, Boyd retired, um, Murphy retired, um, Morris got injured, what was it, round fairly early on? I think he got injured, He so his ACL tear oh, occurred was it at training. A, yeah, it was an intra-club or yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, so Morris is injured before it starts. Mm-hmm. Um, Pick and concussion. Pick and is concussed before it starts. You've lost this like core group, not only of leaders, but people who have a lot of experience and people that you'd be like, this is their last chance to win yeah. In some cases, another premiership. And I think there was a lot of motivation to like do it for Bob and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. obviously, he had to retire at the end of the year. So they identified that in the list at the end of the premiership and was like, oh, geez, like, apart from these guys, look at all this. And mm-hmm. now, unfortunately, that's come to fruition. Yeah. Because, yeah, um, Jonathan Brown was like, what was the need to come out and reveal everything that's happening behind closed doors? Because otherwise, everybody goes on being like, oh, what's happening? Infighting. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's infighting. Bevo hates the media. He's not <laughs> yeah. going to talk. So Bevo's like, Jake you know Stringer. what? There's yeah, another exactly. Jake Stringer incident exactly. going on. Exactly. Bevo's like, you know what? I'm going to be honest with the media, and I'm going to tell them, like, with the stuff with Roughhead yes. and Wallace, like, what's going on? And then he gets, like, bashed for it again. So, I mean, I guess the thing is we just can't win. No. it's a- On the field or off the field. Correct. Um, and, yeah, he's like, 2016, they slowed down the back half of the year because they nearly had half the team out with injury. And, I mean, looking at the injury list, you could say the same now. Yes. It's, so... I feel like there's a, there's a common thread in these headlines, and that is 
contradictions that like are occurring when they romanticize the 2016 season and when they look at the 2018 yeah. season like it's just you yeah, could say a lot of the same things about either <laughs> both seasons but um yeah it, yeah like I, I really don't agree with the thing that they're saying that they're contradicting each other because i don't think that's true mm. like we had an old like old players and we've got new players now and we're playing those guys instead yep. like i the only thing that upsets me is the stuff with like wallace just because I think he's a really good player and I don't see why he needs to be dropped. But that's a whole separate issue to this sort of like, oh, we're in rebuild two years after the flag. Yeah. Because that's like, I don't think that that's that big of a deal. And like we were saying earlier, like in five years, these players are going to be a lot older. They're going to have those games because that's the whole point of a rebuild. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it sucks that we're not having like this massive dynasty, but... I know, I read somebody's tweet like a couple of months ago that was like, it's actually pretty good of the Bulldogs to sneak in and get a flag between like the Hawthorne and the Richmond dynasties. So, yeah. And like, I'm sure if you look at Richmond's demographic, it is slightly older to ours, probably. Yes. Minus yeah. maybe like Dale Morris playing because he is <laughs> an old man now. <laughs> Just like bumps up the median age. There. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> uh, quickly, last two headlines. One which caught my eye was um, the headline reads Bulldogs Premiership did no good, sorry, did not do anyone any good. Concedes beverage. Um, I don't know. Did the premiership do any? Did did you any good? Yeah, it did actually. It um <laughs> made me feel pretty happy. I it did me a lot of good. I think you've written down here on the run sheet that it did you a world of good. A world, yeah, I'll say that a world of good. Yeah. Um. But but it does go on to say, um, claiming it has put unrealistic flag expectations on young teams. Yeah. But I mean, it's not out. Like if they people start making it out, like oh the Bulldogs did it, then it just ends up us being dragged through it again. And, like, young teams have won the flag before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. But it's like Beveridge said the parody of the competition meant he was not surprised the dogs appeared to be out of finals contention. Um, and I agree. Like, the competition is really good at the moment. Like we were saying earlier, Brisbane is so good, but they can't win a game. Mm. So if we're not that good... It's pretty good that we've won four. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I don't know if anyone's walking around suggesting that Brisbane can win a flag this year. Exactly. By any means. Exactly. But, um, yeah, it's that sort of thing. And then, oh, the other thing about on the couch, just one more oh, thing that I took yes, grievance keep going. with, um, is that they were like, oh, but he's saying, like, oh, we're doing this, but we could still make finals. But, like, mathematically, yes, we could still make finals. Like, it's still possible if we mm-hmm. play well. Um, we'll get players back after the bye. Like, I don't think that we're going to, but... What's Bevo supposed to do, like, stand up on the press conference and be like, nah, you know what, like, pre-buy, like, it's not even... And we're the first, like, the first lot of teams to have the buy. And he's going to be like, nah, we're not making finals. Like, imagine what would happen... Uproar. If, be- if he had said that. Like, I don't understand this, like, oh, he says this, but when he doesn't talk, he gets in trouble. And then, like, oh, you know, he said that they could make finals. But imagine if he said that we couldn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's that stupid stuff like that. And I think because Bevo is, like, a bit left of centre... Yeah. A different cat, I believe, is the technical term. Um, that he's an e- not. I mean, I do have like a massive victim complex as a bulldog supporter, but I think he is like an easy target because he is like a bit different, and he has like a different sense of humour and stuff yeah. like that. So it's easy to just kind of like chip at him, and he's mm-hmm. only won. He's only won the one premiership, and like he doesn't have that sort of. He doesn't punch walls like Clarko. No, he doesn't. Or. Attack Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide fans. fans. <laughs> so he's not like a violent dude, so they're not like intimidated, intimidated yeah, by him in that okay. way. Yeah, okay. I, I agree with you. I think like, they, 
and people like the narrative of you know the fall from grace the yeah this, yeah you're oh, right. he was you know 2016 they had so much success and now what a fall from grace uh, i think it just fits this easy narrative for the media to come after him yeah agreed um, the last article was one that you put in. I haven't read it, which is oh. um, it's Matt Suckling open. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Suckling opens up on becoming a leader at the Western Bulldogs. Uh, yeah. What was it all about? Obviously, other than him becoming a leader. Yeah. So basically, um, it, it was just like something nice. This was before the round, awesome. as well, but still something nice. Um, an interview that Anna, Anna Harrington from Fox Footy. Um, did with Matt Suckling and talking about like between players retiring and copping injuries, the former Hawk has become one of the more senior figures in a relatively junior Western Bulldogs backline. Mm. Um, and like, yeah, just talking about how he's embraced like being a leader and it's like, um, they might not like, he's saying that other people might not be into it, but he's really refreshing. Yeah. Um, cause he's being leaned on a little bit. Ah, oh, awesome. Yeah. And he said, I've played under a lot of great leaders at Hawthorne. <laughs> Don't really want to hear about that. Um, but he's had to step out his, outside his comfort zone and he says I reckon that's really helped me grow as a player on and off the field oh uh, lovely yeah which I, and I think it's true I think he's playing oh, better footy this year what a season like he has um, played an unreal season I think and you can see that he stepped it up like obviously naturally he's played like what 150 games so it's great to see um, his season taking it up a notch this year when everyone's talking about the players that have gone backwards um, over the past couple of, couple of years yeah, exactly. And yeah, he talks a bit about um, how Ed Richards, Aaron Norton and Bailey Williams are kind of like his three that he helps out and like they've all been playing really well. So, oh, cool. Yeah, I just thought that was that was nice. Definitely. Something positive and pleasant. Let's talk about the VFL women's team. They travelled all the way to Darwin on the weekend to play against mm-hmm. the Northern Territory Thunder. Um, Why not, you know? Yeah, because I mean, it's the VFL. So, VFL brackets Northern Territory. Yeah. Um, they unfortunately went down uh, 47 to 83, which still leaves us winless for the season. Yeah. However, we are steadily improving. We got walloped in the first two weeks and then we did okay yeah, we're against not getting Collingwood. anymore, which is yeah. cool. And Northern Territory uh, are it's very strong. It's pretty much Adelaide. It gross. is. And like we, seven goals, five was our score, and that's like pretty healthy for yeah. women's it's footy. Definitely. Um, um in our best, we had McLeod Lachlan played her first game for VFL, uh, for Footscray, sorry. Yep. Bailey, oh, sorry, is it Bailey Hunt? Yep. Bailey Hunt um, and Libby Birch played as well. She was named in the best. McLeod and Ferris both kicked two goals. Uh, Morgan, Jolly and Frankie rounding out the singles. Yeah, there just wasn't, they had a pretty, like, the only thing is that um, the Thunder didn't have, like, a particularly strong team. Uh, yeah, let's chat about the <laughs> just as a, <laughs> a clause. <laughs> let's talk about the AFL women's team. It's yeah. just been uh, announced yesterday. Sorry that um, twenty-two of the Western Bulldogs players have resi- re-signed. Pardon me, not resigned. Um, <laughs> I know it's a big difference, isn't it? Why would that? Whoever invented the words, like, weren't they like, oh, these two words are antonyms of each other, but let's make them so similar to each other. Yeah, the amount of times I've, like, texted someone to be like, oh, this person re-signed. I'm like, resigned? Resigned? <laughs> um, the key omissions from the team, um, you pointed out the the major one is kind of Laura Bailey, who played yeah. a couple of d- games for the Dogs. Yeah, and- so she was, like, in and out of the side um, a little bit. I think she was one of our first ever players. Mm. Um, Jess Anderson was another one who she was unfortunately first delisted from Melbourne um, at the start 
Oh, so she was originally with Melbourne and then yeah, came so to she was dogs. at Melbourne, got delisted. Then we picked her up as a free agent. Now we delisted her. Right. Um, Kim yeah. Ebb was the other one that's been delisted. Um, yeah, I think she was one of and the first. Rachel ones. Ashley is the other one. Yes. But the positive news is that um, we've have had twenty two players resign. Yep. Brooke Lachlan, Ellie Blackburn, Katie Brennan. Um, I think it was like the twenty two. No one from the Premiership team has been delisted. Oh, awesome. Other than, obviously, the ones that have signed with other clubs. Yeah. Still a fresh wound. It's fine. I'm not upset about it. Jono wants in the back. No, 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 no chance. <laughs> As Harms kicks it long oh. again. Oh, Wood goes up a mile, too. Here we go. Here to kick the kick. Numbers here, the Doggers. Gowers goes inside. Bogdan Pelly. Open goal. And the Doggers get the first of the quarter. The cross to Jones. Turned to Hibbard, and that was just way too short. Stolen by Easton Wood. Untidy work, and it may finish in a goal. It should, as far as the dogs are concerned. It's Gowles who'll run into the open goal, and he gets it. Massive snap of the goal. I think it's a goal into the doggies. And has kicked an absolute ripper from the ball up. Left foot snap at goal. Let's talk about the AFL game on the weekend. Um, Yeah, okay. It actually happened. Um, It was early on Saturday, and... I think that kind of worked in well because then it just got kind of wrapped up in all the other games and not too many yeah, people talking about Yeah, the early slot it. on a Saturday isn't a too bad one to stuff up. It's not like the Friday night games where you're like struggling big time and then um, yeah, you get everyone all them, talks about yeah, you Saturday morning all yeah. the way through. Yeah, you're kind of like, yeah, tucked away. Um, the first quarter was good. Yeah, Shaky yeah. kicked a nice go. I think Shaky's the best set shot at the club probably because he hasn't been there very long. <laughs> I wonder if that'll like be something he learns to yeah to learn behavior start getting crap um i saw mitch hannon who used he played in footscray's Footscray, yep. premiership in 2016 as well um and he missed an easy shot and i was like you know where he learned to kick goals <laughs> down at the wind oval so i wasn't surprised that he missed it um i don't know did any players stick out to you were there any ones that you're like okay you know what they played okay I think the Bont, a lot of people were saying Bont's looked good. I think he was probably best on ground for us. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, which was nice, especially knowing that he's, like, a bit injured with his um, hip yes. problems. So it was good that he played well. I don't know. It was just kind of like, oh, cool. It was kind of like last, the week before, when, like, the first quarter was so good. Yeah. And then we kind of got figured out, I think, which is a shame. And we haven't, like, asked... I think it's like our second half scoring is something really pathetic. It is. At the moment. We just can't I, close out games. And I suppose that's sort of because we're young, but at the same time, it's like, I think other teams just kind of just get on top and can't do it's, it's like it's a, it's really different kind of footy that it's like when I watch the, so the first quarter against Collingwood and the first quarter against Melbourne, we look awesome. Like we look like we are back, like we're back to that you know, 2015, 2016 mode of footy. Mm. And then like in the last quarter, you it, it just seems like two separate games, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which, Al, um, yeah, I don't want to talk but, about it. Yeah, but I suppose um, Bevo kind of talked about in the press conference that um, it's like, because younger players, like they, it's harder to stay composed as well as... Um, Fitness, yep. that's what I was looking for. Like composure and fitness are two things that you work on. Yep. But I suppose as well it's particularly, my theory is it's particularly evident because at the moment 
the style of play is like everybody running to the ball, everybody like that Richmond kind of developed and now it's like, oh, congested footy, it's like Auskick. But it is. Um, and so if you're running so much, I think you get exposed even more as yeah. like younger players who have less fitness. Yeah, fair so enough. So that's my theory. But at the same time, it is pretty upsetting. It is. Um, thank God the buy's here. Because yeah, I feel like, I as a rest. fan, along with the players, I was just like, let's just get through to the buy. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, let's chat about... This is one that you sent me throughout the week. Um, Sergeant Pepper's Butane Club Band tweeted, is there a team in the <laughs> AFL that wouldn't be better without the... Um, with the out-of-contract, pardon me, free agent Cam Guthrie? Um, Guthrie in, Wallace out was a potential idea that was floated. Yeah, I um, feel like we might as well yeah. go for him. I like Cam Guthrie. Seems he like took nice his dude. mum... Sorry. I just got a text. Um, he took his mum... That's right, folks. I got a text. <laughs> he took his mum to the Brownlow one time. I remember oh, that. Oh, nice. Um, so he seems like a nice enough young man. Um, I think he's a good player. I suppose like now with kind of like... Because he can play like defensive midfield, but they've kind of... Geelong, they've got... And they've got Ablett. It's like Duncan, Ablett, Dangerfield and Selwood, and then potentially Scott Tim Selwood. Tim Kelly, when he yeah. Like, Scott yeah, Selwood, Tim yeah. Kelly now, when he fixes his back, he, does, he kind of gets pushed further and further back. Yeah. And I don't think he works as well as like a full-blown defender. Mm-hmm. But I suppose we... And he's someone a bit older as well. We could get... Yeah. I, I fully support it. I think... Why I fully not? support it, but I want to keep Mitch Wallace. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, my priority... <laughs> is my priority every day of my life, doesn't matter what I'm doing, is Mitch Wallace, firstly. And so particularly when it comes... Yeah. (laughs) Particularly when it comes to list management, (laughs) he's right up there. Um, Because he's... uh, Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about Mitch Wallace and Ruffy, because a lot of people have been saying they're going to leave. Nathan Brown went as far as saying that Mitch Wallace has already left the club, which is ridiculous, but... Yeah. um, Remember when Nathan Brown... Left the club? Yeah. (laughs) Traitor. Um, Anyway. But, like, honestly, the thing that I think about with this is I think of Roughhead leaving the club. I think, one, he's a coach of the... AFLW. AFLW. He's he an asset. He's an asset. He was in the leadership group. I couldn't tell you if he still is in the leadership group. Yes. He might as well be. It's, like, freaking massive now. Um, but, yeah, just, like, a huge figure around the club. So, I don't see Ruffy leaving. And he's a premiership player. Like, we read about him playing in the premiership and risking, like... His eyesight. Eyesight. So... He grew up barracking for the Bulldogs. Th- boom. Um, Mitch Wallace... Also grew um, up barracking for the Bulldogs. Grew up barracking for the Bulldogs. His dad's... <laughs> um, and as we said on last week's episode, like, every time he kicks a goal, grabs his shirt, um, just bleeds red, white, and blue, which yeah. I really... I would be heartbroken to see Wallace gone. Um, yeah, like, I want them for sentimental reasons. <laughs> exactly. More than anything. But... Yeah, I'd be really upset if we ended up trading. There's other players that I would trade out first. Fair. Um, to free up a bit of space on the list and things like that. And I think they're both. We know that they can play really well. Um, and so like you know that they can get to that point. So I think having players that are obviously really committed to the club, mm. like you know that they'll. If they get the opportunity, they'll play well. It's just like whatever's happening. Yeah. But I just I don't see how Mitch Wallace isn't playing well. Is the other bit like mm. Ruffy's a bit so so, but I think Mitch Wallace is doing fine, and he just needs a bit of consistency in the ones. But agreed. We'll see how we go. Yeah, I um I reckon Mitch Wallace will be back 
after the bye. Fingers um, crossed. Fingers crossed. And yeah. then everyone was sort of talking about it as well. <laughs> exactly. Trying to go to sleep at night and say, <laughs> Mitch Wallace is leaving. <laughs> Nuffy of the week this week, um, we posted a, a clip on Facebook. If you haven't yep. uh, liked us on Facebook, get onto that. But um, To the infamous Western <laughs> Bulldogs forum, I shared our Lewis Young interview. And like we, we did, look, Caleb, you did a really good job with the caption, the emojis. I like to clickbait people, you know? Yeah, well, you got it. It's the climate now. <laughs> so um, we've, well, Caleb's written, ever wondered why Lewis Young rocks the long sleeves? Um, blah, 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 a little bit about the pod. And then listen to the episode. And a man, Lachlan, has commented on the post that I so humbly shared to the forum for other people's benefit, not even for self-promotional purposes. No. Although that is up there with my reasons. I mean, it's a side effect. Look, anything for the people is what I said as I shared it to yes. the page. And a man called Lachlan has commented on it. I can't be bothered listening to it all. What is the re- Tell you what, Lachlan, I did not reply to your comment because that defeats the whole purpose. And then other yeah. people won't listen to it because I've already answered it on the thing. I'm not spoiling my own clip, Lachlan. So I just thought that was, I mean, number one, rude. Yeah. Like, check just yourself before you it. wreck yourself. And yeah, it, it goes for like one, <laughs> one to two <laughs> minutes, so my guy. Like, I don't know how important your day is, but I'm sure you can spend one to two minutes. Um, yeah. So here's so number that's, one. Um, that's number one. We're going to post this on Facebook so you can vote. But the other one's Janice. Yep. Janice has gone. Um, so Janice oh, sorry, actually. Not, it's not Janice. Janice isn't the Nuffy. Yeah, she is. Janice is oh, the Janice Nuffy. is the Nuffy. Pardon yeah. me. So this one got shared to AFL's, uh, Nuffy's on AFL pages. But I actually found, yeah. I found it first. And I have my original screenshot that I sent to Caleb. And was like, check out this Nuffy. So uh, uh, Nuffy's on AFL pages. You can Stolen. send me your... Uh, regards and apologies. <laughs> um, so this one was read, uh, it was in reply to Patrick Keane, who's an AFL reporter, and he yep. said, um, the AFL advisors Jack, Jack Trengove has replaced Cameron Hewitt as one of Port Adelaide's emergency players. To which Janice replied, uh, since when did Western Bulldogs clear this? <laughs> Sorry, but I think he might be playing for us, and playing for us is all in capitals, which is amazing. Yeah, I love, like, the way she's written it. She's got, like, a dot, dot, dot going. Sassy. And, like, yeah, very sassy. Um, and then she screenshotted her own tweets <laughs> and put them <laughs> on the Bulldogs forum. This is the best part. Saw this on Twitter and had to double-check myself because surely their posts and my response. And I was like, Janice, oh, you should have triple-checked. <laughs> Because there's two Jack Trengoves. Well, we've got Jackson and they've got Jack, who obviously used to play for Melbourne. Yeah. But I like how Janice is so, like, one-eyed. Yeah. That she's like... Flying the flag. Yeah, exactly. She sees it and immediately she's like, I've got to take this down. Pure. I'm proud of her. And that's pretty much all we have time for on today's episode. Uh, We're going to go into the bye next week, but we'll still have a show for you. So we don't don't rest, even though the AFL players do. Yeah. We're um, more committed than them, you could say. <laughs> and we have a cheeky little bonus episode coming out tomorrow. So, um, yeah, once you've listened to this one, we'll just post the, another one for you. The treats never end. Yeah, we're too nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much.